Hey everyone, welcome back to Infectious. I'm your host Fazadi, and today we're going to be interviewing Dr. Wen Chi Wu, who, along with numerous other distinctions, is currently the Chief of Cardiology at the Providence VA Medical Center, a professor at Alpert Medical School of Brown University, and the Medical Director of the Lifespan Center for Cardiac Fitness. Thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Wu. Let's get right into it. So, Dr. Wu. How does Omicron differ from other COVID strains, both in terms of how contagious it is and how likely it is to hospitalize someone? Yes. So uh, from everything we know up to date, um, the Omicron variant of the COVID virus uh, is much more contagious than the previous variants that we've known so far. Uh, The type of symptoms that the patient manifests is also uh, different. In the past, um, including the Delta variant and the ones before, um, the COVID virus manifests as a lower respiratory tract infection, mostly, mostly pneumonia, adult respiratory distress syndrome. It causes a lot of damage to the lungs. Uh, on the other hand, the Omicron variant seems to cause more uh, symptoms at the upper respiratory respiratory tract level, such as nasal congestion, throat pain, uh, just uh, nose uh, rhinorrhea, meaning uh, running nose, uh, et cetera. So it appears to be much less severe uh, than the previous variant. And the type of symptom it causes, it, it, it's different as well. So obviously we've been seeing more and more different strains of COVID, especially in here in the U.S. with Omicron and Delta. Are we going to be seeing more of these strains? And what do you think the trends can be with these strains, especially in relation to hospitalizations and infections? So if you look at the um, Johns Hopkins website, the cycle repeats itself every somewhere between every three to five months. So the answer is yes, if we're going to get more variants. It's almost, uh, I hate to say it, but guaranteed. Uh, as to the type of variant, it's almost impossible to tell because of the type of virus we're dealing with. So the COVID-19 is an RNA virus. As such, when it replicates, uh, it undergoes through random mutations. Uh, the more replication, the more chance of mutation and infection. So it's uh, almost impossible to foretell whether the next variant would be worse or better if there's such a thing than the current one or the ones before. And so as we see more and more of these variants, what do you think the trend in vaccinations are going to look like? We've already had second, third, and even talk of a fourth boost here. Is it going to become every year like the flu? I think most of these variants could be um, controlled with vaccination and boosters. Um, There are new medications coming out orally and intravenously to combat the virus and the spread. So compared to last year or the 2020, 
we're definitely much better positioned to fight the virus than when we were before. And there are a lot more uh, weapons in the arsenal, so to speak, uh, to combat the virus. So for now, I think in addition to vaccination and booster shots, we also have oral medications and IV medications on top of the vaccinations and boosters. So taking into account vaccination, many of these new medicines, and taking into account the fact that, of course, we're going to be seeing more and more of these waves, how do you think we should react as a society um, to these increased waves of COVID? Should we be opening and closing society every single time, leaving society open, opening society but with masks? What do you think we should be doing in the future? So they are... There are multiple studies uh, undergoing and there are things we have learned from the past. Definitely masking and vaccination boosters um, and social distancing when necessary uh, and when appropriate is the best way to combat the spread of the virus and trying to minimize the amount of people infected would be the best way to contain Uh, the spread of the virus. Um, I believe, and this is where my personal opinion comes, if the society can comply with vaccination boosters and masking when indoors uh, in a crowd, we should be able to go on, continue the the open uh, markets and restaurants and carry on with our daily life uh, with just a with with just a twist with the masking and and which should be able to limit the spread of the next variants to come, at least in the foreseeable future. So vaccine, boosters, and uh, masks, and then isolating the people who are infected. So a lot of the precautions that we've been talking about have been for majority of people and just general advice. What about those people that are immunocompromised in terms of vaccination, extra precautions, what should they be doing? So the people who are immune compromised will need extra precautions just because they might not react with the same level of defense uh, towards uh, the vaccine or the booster shots. They might need to be treated early if they actually contract the virus, and they might need to be treated a lot more aggressively, uh, as opposed to just that the disease take its course as you know um, a normal non-immunocompromised person would be. Um, there might need to be more frequent boosters for them, uh, but the science is currently underway, and we just don't have enough information uh, in the population that's immunocompromised to know whether more boosters would help them uh, or a different dose of a booster uh, would help them. But at least we know that those are the people who are most vulnerable should take extra precautions in terms of masking and social distancing. And when they contract the virus, they should be treated a lot more aggressively as opposed to just sit and watch. So specifically on vaccination, 
Many have argued that them, or specific subset of people, shouldn't get vaccinated due to side effects like blood clots or cardiovascular problems that have been seen in some group of people in the hospital. Do you agree with their evaluation, and how do you address many of these side effects? Yeah, so the vaccine does have side effects, but so does most of the medications, if not all of the medication we take uh, in our lives to treat a little flu, to treat headache, to treat most of the things. Uh, the important thing is um, that the risks of getting blood clots or any other um, side effects is so little in most people and the benefits that can derive from vaccination and boosters are so large that the when you weigh the benefit versus risk ratio, the benefits outweigh the risk for pretty much everyone that we know, with the exception of those who are allergic, uh, severely allergic to the vaccine components. So those would be uh, a special case. However, unless you get vaccinated, you can't really know if you are allergic to the components or not. So um, that's, uh, that's what the current knowledge tells us, that there's really no exception to get the first shots of the vaccine. And for the very rare occasion that the vaccine causes a very severe allergic reaction, then those people should take extra caution and precaution before they get their next shot. But there are many ways for us to uh, mitigate and fight the allergic reactions that can ensue secondary to vaccine. Um, so uh, the bottom line is the risks of the side effects is so little compared to the benefits of the vaccine that in almost everyone that I can think of, the benefit of the vaccine outweigh the risks. So finally wrapping this up, obviously COVID's gonna exist for a long time in some form or another, no matter what variant. But as people continue to go out through the world and continue to live their lives, what do you think is the most important thing they should know? So I think the most important thing to prevent COVID, the spread of COVID, is to get vaccinated and to get their boosters on a timely basis. Um, and to prevent the spread of the virus is to try to um, quarantine the person who has the virus, perhaps even treat them early to avoid the early spread of the virus. So um, you limit uh, the amount of people affected, you limit the amount of mutations the virus can go through and then make it a lot more compatible and treatable uh, than uh, the unpredictability that could arise from uh, numerous replications and uh, infect infections from the virus. So make it more predictable, make it more treatable. To me, that's a way to prevent, and maybe one day we shall be able to um, 
make the disease disappear. Same as other COVID uh, SARS-CoV viruses in the past. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Will. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to leave your questions below. I'm your host, Fazedi, and this was Infectious.